to another episode of the FPL Images of Oz podcast. On deck today is my co-host Damo, and we're joined by special guest from the UK, Aaron from the FPL Plonker podcast. How are we, fellas? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, yourself? Yeah, not too bad, mate. It's a bit fresh outside. I'm recording in a new uh, studio today. <laughs> <laughs> How, How are, are you, Aaron? Plonker? Very well, lads. Yeah, I'm... Um... I'm in a good time, to be fair, 7pm local. I don't know how you guys are doing it so early. <laughs> Absolute nutters. But yeah, cheers for having me. Nah, it's all good, mate. Uh, I don't run on much sleep anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Benefits of having kids, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so we might uh, get into the week. What a horrible week that was. It was quite depressing. I think I messaged you, Aaron, um, to see how you're tracking. And um, yeah, you're the same as me, waiting for someone to do something, so... I ended up uh, finishing on 49 points, which wasn't too bad. How about you guys? Uh, I finished on uh, a measly 31 points. I ended up taking a, bit, a hit. Uh, captain didn't work out, which was Antonio. I think the only my only decent player was Salah. Uh, yeah, how about yourself, uh, Blanca? Yeah, I think, I think I was on 38, but with a minus four, so 34. Again, yeah, Salah. And one Sanchez clean sheet were literally my only returns. I think I've got a, um, one Marcel bonus point, actually. So I'll save for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Good week to take a hit, isn't it, fellas? <laughs> I'm just glad Salah did something because I wasn't looking good. Yeah, you know what? That was actually like, at least as a neutral, it was a good game to watch. I was like, you know what? I can forget about FPL for this one. Everyone's got Salah. Well, most people have, but... You can still enjoy the game a little bit sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Nah, I was um, thankful that Jimenez scored me some good points in Salah, but the rest of my team, they're in the bin. So, <laughs> um, How about you, David? Did, who was good for you this week? Because I saw you didn't have Jimenez, mate. So who uh, pulled all the... <laughs> yeah, got, got, got rid of Jimenez. Uh, I um, should sort of take my own advice and uh, just hold steady sometimes. Uh, yeah, basically the same as Blanca, just uh, everyone except Salah and Sanchez was pretty uh, pretty bad, to be honest with you. So I uh, got the clean sheet from Sanchez and got the 13 from Salah, and uh, that's pretty much it. So that made up uh, almost 50% of my score. So <laughs> it's uh, not that great. So um, I'm sort of sitting, I took quite a big sort of hit, uh, hit sorry, um, uh, in terms of the ranking so I'm down to 262k so you've uh, clearly uh, overtaken me now so <laughs> need to sort of work my way back up a bit I think uh, I think you're <laughs> about 20 20 points ahead of me now so I uh, need yeah, to mate. do something <laughs> whereabouts are you sitting <laughs> at the moment Aaron after this week uh, I think I'm at 62k now which is actually my lowest rank all season so <laughs> That's I'll so take good. that but it always hurts. It always hurts. Yeah, I'm the same. I think I'm ranked 56K, which I was surprised because you know, my phone wouldn't load and I said, maybe they're trying to figure out where they want to rank me. But yeah, I opened it up and I was 56K, so so not too bad. <laughs> um, might just talk um, on the before the games kicked off. I was at work, so I couldn't check my phone. And um, when I went to work, Ronaldo was playing. So when I turned my phone on and saw that he was on the bench and then Alonso wasn't starting, I was like, oh, I don't even want to play fantasy this week. No. <laughs> but anyway, um, might get into the game review this week. Um, start with Man United and Everton. It's it's painful to watch Dracore doing so good because I said I'll get him in and then um yeah, didn't get him in and he just keeps playing good. 
So I think with their fixtures, I'm not sure whether you want to get an Everton player in, but they do have some all right fixtures for the next three weeks anyway. And with Man United, um, I think Ronaldo's still a hold, even though he was pretty disappointed on the weekend not to start. But they do have another two good games that you could hold him for if you're wanting to wait and get Lukaku after that. But yeah, that's about it for me. I didn't really want to talk about it much. It was pretty disappointing. Yeah, uh, as for myself, I think it's time to sort of jump off menu menu assets completely. Uh, in terms of um, Ronaldo, probably going to try and move him on to Lukaku as soon as possible because uh, Chelsea can't be that bad all the time. Uh, all the bad, but in terms of um, Lukaku blanking. Uh, in terms of Everton, uh, obviously Decore is still a great asset, but uh, I know we mentioned Townsend a couple of weeks ago in that sort of trio, sort of Gray, Townsend, Decore. Uh, I think Townsend is still a massive shout in terms of um, uh, getting him in, uh, being, I think he's still 5.4, so he's probably the cheapest out of that sort of trio. Uh, how about yourself, uh, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I've not got much interest in either teams now, um, mainly due to fixtures. Um, I was in the freemium camp, so I've got Ronaldo and Lukaku. Um, I sometimes think about maybe downgrading Ronaldo, but I honestly don't know what I'd do with the money. So I think I'm just going to stick it through with Ronaldo. Hopefully he can start coming through a bit more, but it's hard, isn't it? Because when you pay so much money, you need them to return mm. every game, especially when like Antonio and Jimenez were all returning for like four mil cheaper. So I'm I'm sticking with Ronaldo for now, but I think that's all all I want from Man United, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's think, the same for me. I think. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people ended up jumping off Bruno because of that sort of um, just the minimal returns for that sort of twelve. Um, of million price, so you're right. If he if Ronaldo is not returning, uh, might be might be time to move. But um, but yeah, we'll see how we go about that one. I mean, it's good to see Fred still getting a start. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I think um, Donny Verbeek must have been looking after Ole's cat and forgot to feed him or something and killed it because that's the only reason I can see why he's not starting. <laughs> <laughs> my um, two of my mates made a bet. Uh, when I were drunk, who would get more points from the next five game weeks between Sancho and Fred? And Fred is actually winning purely on appearance points <laughs> at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a cracking that's... bet that is. <laughs> the the wait for that result uh, would look about as exciting as uh, Burnley and Norwich game on the weekend. <laughs> oh, great segue, great segue there, right that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next match up is speaking of the devil, uh, Burnley Norwich. <laughs> yeah, I can't entertain anyone uh, from Burnley or Norwich at the moment. Uh, Burnley technically had some decent fixtures after City. Uh, three out of the next four are solid, so potentially Taylor, but uh, in terms of bringing someone in, but no, nah, I'm probably going to avoid both uh, at the moment. Um, how about yourself, Plonker? Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, some people have gone with like Brandon Williams for the formal defender from Norwich. I don't even think I could be like enticed by a four mil defender from Norwich, to be honest. Like, mm. <laughs> they're so bad. But if they do sack their manager soon and get someone else in, maybe things can change. But yeah, Norwich and Burnley. I do like having like that time of season when Burnley get a good run. I like having a little Burnley defender because they do keep some cleans. But at this moment in time, I'm not, I'm not shopping nowhere near them. 
Yeah, no, it's a yeah. good shout. Speaking of the Norwich coach, I don't know how he hasn't been sacked. Watford sacked their coach, and he's, I swear they've looked a bit better, but you never know. Mate, it's Watford. They go through coaches like the, <clears throat> like people go through uh, <laughs> other things. Uh, uh, I was just going to say, um, Williams didn't start that game too, so uh, I'm not sure if that's uh, a sign that he's, uh, yeah, I don't know whether he's just rested or uh, injured or whatnot, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. He, didn't play that, he didn't play that Burnley game. Yeah, no, that's fair enough then. Um, they should start in those. I mean, United play, mate. It's quality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up we go Chelsea Southampton um, well this started off pretty disappointing for me considering Chilwell sniped me made Alonso and took his spot um, he actually looked pretty decent um, got the fantasy return as well with the goal and um, he pretty much looked good going down that wing getting involved in attack so if he does hold that spot over Alonso he's actually a steal at 5.6 because he's lost a bit of value and Lukaku I'm interested in him still, but it's just disappointing to watch him blank. What well, was exciting for me because I was hoping he was going to blank on the weekend, but hopefully if he starts stringing a game together, heading into that Norwich fixture, he could be an absolute must for that fixture. And um, looking at Azpilicueta, I think I'd rather him over Rudiger, but just depends on how nailed he is. But yeah, he definitely does look the better out of those two. Anything else you'd like to add, Damo? Um, well, I think in terms of that Chelsea defence at the moment, uh, I actually think it's got to be Rudiger in terms of um, nailedness. As we could, as we saw sort of on the weekend, you had Alonso who had started pretty much every single game up until that point and then all of a sudden uh, Chilwell sort of comes in even though he rested for 45 minutes in the Champions League. So I think if you're going to have a piece of uh, Chelsea, probably has to be Rudiger. I'd, I'd love a piece of um, Aspie, but, you know, would this, can the same thing happen with him? Uh, as I said, as you said, sort of Lukaku is still a great option for uh, for Chelsea. I think it just depends on who they're playing. The Sometimes I think Chelsea do play that little bit more defensive-minded uh, with Tuchel in, in, in charge. But, um, but yeah, it's, I think it's a matter of not if, but when uh, Lukaku sort of uh, scores a um, scores a few goals as well. So uh, that's that's me wrapped up. How about uh, yourself, Bonka? Yeah, I mean, I was very, very, very disappointed. I've had Lukaku for three weeks now, and I've not got a single return. And um, I'm definitely nowhere near selling him. I think he's going to be a favourable captain for the next few weeks. And to be fair, he scored an offside goal. He hit the post um, before Aspilicueta then hit the post before Chilwell's goal. So he has been unlucky. With regards to the defenders, I honestly <laughs> I honestly just don't know anymore. I feel like every week all I'm doing is trying to pick the best Chelsea defender. I just don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> but um, with regards <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, no, it's a bit disappointing. I didn't realise that uh, Alonso was on the outer until obviously I saw it. Yeah, you just can't predict it, can you? It's just, it's, I hate it. I hate the rotation. I hate it so much, but... Yeah, I just want to point out Southampton have really good fixtures now. Um, I don't know whether you guys are interested or not, because obviously Livermento is a decent shout, but yeah. attacking-wise, possibly an Adam Armstrong, maybe, but as a thing, are the fixtures, are the fixtures even good enough? Because, you know, the form needs to be there as well, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I think Livermento, I've got him in my team as well, and he is a good shout. he come on as an emergency for me this weekend, so... 
Definitely yeah, good I'll shout for him. Me. Adam Armstrong's looked good, but yeah, still waiting on the fantasy return, but it actually could be soon once their fixtures are good. Yeah, and I was just going to say, I've got Libramento as well uh, in my side, and I still think he's a massive shout. So we're moving on to the next game. Yep, we've got Wolves and Newcastle. I thought that Jimenez looked back to his old self. He's been um, getting involved more in attack, and he linked up well with Huang as well, who I thought was pretty good. He kept Traore out of the side, which I thought was a bit interesting just because I always thought Traore was pretty nailed. But um, I thought them two worked pretty good up front. And if Huang is starting for the rest of the year, he's an absolute massive shout at 5.5. So, But I don't think he's going to lose his spot anytime soon just because I think if they do put Traore in, they might put Trinkeo back on the bench like they did the other week when they started him. But I think Jimenez going forward is a good shout at least if he keeps continuing to get involved in attack and at least look like he's trying to score. And also from Newcastle, the only player at the moment I'd probably look at is St. Max, which you've pointed out in the last few pods that he's been a decent return for you. Yeah, so we're with Wolves, I think um, the Huang and Jimmy show um, is in full sort of flight. Uh, I think either of those options are pretty good. Uh, I don't think Wolves will keep Wings anytime soon, but offensively it is coming together. Uh, in terms of Newcastle, yes, St. Max is probably the only option, but in saying that, um, I'll probably be starting to move him on to, um, to Tony soon, given Brentford's uh, fixture turn. So... Uh, that's sort of where I sit in terms of Wolves in Newcastle. Uh, how about yourself, uh, Blanca? Yeah, I mean, that was literally my transfer this week. I'd done a minus four to get a third forward in, so I was shopping around the six and a half mil mark. So it was between Tony and St. Maximan, and I don't know, just Newcastle attack never feels great, does it? So I went for Tony, so I'm pretty happy with that decision. But yeah, I completely agree with that Hwang Unbelievable value if he keeps starting. I don't see why he shouldn't. So, yeah, I'm all aboard that Wang train, baby. No, definitely. Um, what's this new saying I've come up with? Uh, fear the Wang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next game up, we've got Leeds and Watford. Um, I don't really like much about Watford apart from Saar, but obviously I've missed that boat. Um, I've sort of likened Watford to Tarzan at home and Jane away. So I really don't want anything to do with them when they're playing away from home. But at home, I can see Saar being an option. But yeah, as I said before, I've missed the boat on that. And with Leeds, I don't like anything about them apart from Rafinha. So I definitely think you can still have Rafinha for the next few weeks, but I probably wouldn't be getting any defensive assets and possibly just waiting on Bamford to see how bad his injury is when he comes back. Um, do you have any players from Watford at all, Demo? Uh, no, I, I just think with Watford, uh, new coach, harder fixtures. I think it's a bit of an avoid. I missed the SAR um, boat there. So I think uh, probably be time to jump off uh, Watford assets given their turn of fixtures. Uh, in terms of leads, again, like you said, the only one I'd really look at is Rafinha. But in saying that, uh, given its international uh, week and he's uh, well, he's starting for for Brazil at the moment. He scored a goal uh, last game, but uh, given that uh, Brazil have already said they're not releasing their uh, players early, uh, with a what under a seventy-two hour turnaround, I think he'll be struggling to um, 
play that uh, next game. So if you've got him, keep him and potentially bench him. But if you don't have him, uh, I probably wouldn't be bringing him in. How about yourself, Plonker? Yeah, so with regards to Watford, I'm a SAR owner and I did buy him purely for those three fixtures, Norwich, Newcastle, Leeds. So it didn't matter how well, well he was going to do. I was always going to jump off. And those fixtures are horrendous now. I would have said there could have been something there with a new manager bounce with Ranieri, but not for Liverpool as a next fixture. So, yeah, a hard sell now for Saar, who would have been the only asset anyway, really. And then with Leeds, yeah, completely agree with you two. Not much to add. Even Bamford, when he comes back, I think there's so many striker options now for cheaper as well. So, yeah, not got much interest in either team, to be honest. Yeah, no, definitely. There'd have to be a massive big jump in uh, attitude change for me to consider Watford as the new manager. So, who knows? Ranieri could be a miracle worker. Uh, I might get on to Brighton and Arsenal. I might let you start this one, Aaron, seeing as it's your boys' Arsenal, mate. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Um, I've got to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Arsenal in terms of FPL. A lot of people have been flocking to their players. But, um, yeah, I mean, I do think a defender like Tomiyasu or White or Ramsdale is okay. But I'm always scared of our defence just imploding at any point. So, (laughs) I never feel safe with an Arsenal defender. And with the attackers, I honestly don't really like anyone. Smith-Rowe and Saka... It's half tempting. I would favour Saka a little bit, even though he's a little bit more expensive. I just don't think the FPL returns are actually there enough for any of our attackers, to be honest. Aubameyang would be the only one, but he's just too expensive. So, yeah, I can't say I'm too much of a fan of our Arsenal assets. No, nah, that's a fair point. I mean, I, f- I feel like I'm a I'm bigger Arsenal fan the way I love their FPL assets at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I might uh, jump on that as well. I think, yeah, you can't go wrong with maybe a defensive asset. Probably banking on that Tomiyasu or even Tierney or something, looking for that attacking return, not just relying on the defensive clean sheet because, yeah, Arsenal can shit the bed in uh, defense every now and again. So you definitely don't want to be overpaying for players up the back from Arsenal. And also, I actually like the shout of Saka as well. I got him in my team uh, last week, so... Definitely, I'd have him over Smith Rowe, but I mean, it just comes down to how much finance you have left. And in regards to Brighton, I sort of I put down Cucurella as a play to look at. At the 5.0, he is a bit more expensive than your likes of Tomiyasu and Tioni and Semedo, but he looked really good, especially in attack. He looked like he was definitely um, getting involved in that attack closer up to the attacking end than the defensive end. So I think if the fixtures do open up, he could be a good shout and definitely could get a good attacking return. And I think either Duffy or Sanchez or Cucurella could be definitely good to hold in your team for their fixtures when they are right to start a defensive asset. I think Brighton's fixtures come good 11, I think week 11 to 18 as well. So what about you, Plonky? Did you have anything to add about Brighton? Yeah, so for Brighton, who I um, forgot to talk about, for me, it's more... It's only really Duffy for me. I think he's so cheap and actually does have some serious aerial threat. Like, he can grab you a goal. I'm a Sanchez owner. If I was wildcarding, I probably would be looking 
at a Duffy as a placeholder. But I suppose if you're buying it for free, as opposed to having when he was 4.0, there's a bit of a difference there. So, yeah, take it or leave it with the Brighton guys, but I wouldn't have any attackers there. What about you, Damon? Do you have any Arsenal assets or Brighton? Yeah, so if I was, if I did still have my wild card, I'd be jumping on Ramsdale uh, in terms of uh, the goalkeeper. I think uh, at least for the next couple, he's probably going to be a better asset than um, uh, the Brighton goalkeeper, uh, Sanchez. Uh, in terms of um, Brighton, uh, as you mentioned, the only one I'd really look at is Kurikala, but uh, I wish he was 0.5 cheaper. He's probably a little bit too expensive. Uh, so at this stage, I'm probably going to pass on Brighton assets and, uh, with tough fixtures looming until the fixtures sort of um, open up again. Uh, and then in terms of Arsenal, uh, I think uh, obviously for the next four, they've still got some good fixtures. Uh, basically, the ones that you guys have already touched on are probably the ones that I look at. Uh, there's not really anyone else uh, from that Arsenal team that I would uh, look at. Yeah, no, it's, uh, sort of, I think... Their fixture run's not too bad. I think they have a couple of hard fixtures in amongst their run, but I think they've still got a pretty decent run to hold those assets if you do have them. Um, looking at Palace and Leicester, I thought um, it was actually a pretty decent game. Um, I was looking pretty closely at Zaha this game. He looks to, like the last few games he's been giving people an attack and attacking return. He's had nine shots, seven chances, and two goals in his last three games against easier teams. So for people that are looking... Had a bit of a differential pick outside of, obviously, your Gallagher. Um, I think he could be a good shout if you're wanting to spend that bit of extra money at 6.9. So, But I don't think out of him and Gallagher, probably the only assets I'll be looking at at the moment, unless Edouard starts to bang in a few goals because he does look like he's got the starting gig over Ben Teke. But who knows how long that'll last if he doesn't get any goals coming up. And also looking at Leicester, I'm sort of only interested in Vardy, but... I don't know how I'm going to fit him in, so he's at that awkward price at 10.4. So, But, yeah, that's the only person I'd sort of be looking at from Leicester. How about you, Damo? Um, yeah, no, you're – same thing with yourself in terms of Leicester. Vardy uh, is looking ominous, but uh, he's at that sort of awkward price, uh, as you said, at 10.4. Leicester – are going to start having some harder fixtures soon, some tough fixtures. So I think if um, don't go chasing points in, in terms of Leicester, if you got onto Vardy early on, great. Uh, but there probably are some, I say better options, but in terms of cheaper options, that probably be good. Uh, in terms of Palace, the only one I really would be looking at is Gallagher at this point. Uh, and I think most people either have Gallagher or Saka from, from Arsenal, I think. So, yeah, so that's uh, me. How about uh, yourself, Blanca? Yeah, I tend to agree. With Leicester, I've got zero interest in um, Vardy. He's getting points and he keeps doing it, but it's the same bracket as a Ronaldo and Lukaku, who I, I get aren't returning at the moment when Vardy is, but I'll never choose Vardy over them too personally. Um, unless the fixture swing was just completely um, like drastic there. But yeah, for Palace, I'm a Gallagher owner. It is a little bit concerning. He's lost set pieces with Milivojevic on the pitch. And I don't know, he did come for 70, I think, for Elise. And I think Elise scored. So 
yeah, a little bit of concern in there, but he's still so cheap and such great value. Um, the only other guy I think we've got to keep an eye on is obviously Edward if he keeps starting. Again, another cheap shout. And Palace yeah. look okay. So, yeah, got my eyes on Palace. Um, do you think there, there is a reality where they will start Elise as well as Gallagher on the field? Because I've seen a few lineups getting around where they're both on the field at the same time. Yeah, I, 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 I can't see why they can't play together. Um, I suppose this is Zaha, Elise, Gallagher, Edward could be a front four that works. I can't see why that can't happen. But, um, yeah, I think it's one to keep an eye on because players are coming in and out. Players are coming back from injury. Edouard's now into the fray of a Benteke. So I think he's trying to find a settled 11. So we should see it in the coming weeks. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that would be an absolute fire front four if them four started on the same day. So um, Might head to Spurs and Villa. On our last pod, we mentioned Watkins that he he looked great in someone to watch, and he he played pretty good again. I'd probably have him over Ings if I was choosing between them two when their fixtures do open up. And I thought um, Cash also looked good, and if I was choosing between Cash and I think it's Taggart, I'd definitely be going Cash because I think he has the better opportunity to get an attack and return compared to Taggart there, and also Sun from. Um, Spurs, he looked amazing and I think Kane is playing a lot better which I think is helping Sun's game more than his own game so if you were wanting to jump on a Spurs asset for their run I'd definitely be looking at Sun but I still, I don't like Kane at the moment, he hasn't done enough for me to even sort of look at him at the moment What about you Damo, are you looking at anyone? No well in terms of Spurs uh I sort of disagree a little bit in terms of um, Kane. Like, he hasn't really shown anything. He's uh, he's almost looked disinterested at times. Um, I think Sun's probably the only one. However, he uh, he does have some sort of tougher fixtures coming up. Um, but if I was to pick anyone from Spurs, it would probably be him. Uh, in terms of Villa, you've already mentioned sort of Watkins, and I think Watkins is a really, really good option. Uh, in terms of defensive assets for uh, for Villa, I, I would be looking at either catch or target. I would actually lean towards target, um, especially in the last game. He actually would have had a decent return had he not scored a known goal as well as an assist. So um, I think he ended, only, he ended up on the two points, but uh, probably would have ended up on uh, a lot more if he hadn't have scored that, uh, that own goal. And he's been pretty consistent uh, in terms of uh, attacking returns. So I think you can't go wrong with either. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, Target might be the cheaper option, if I'm not mistaken, out of the two. I um, have, have to confirm that. But, yeah, um, yeah, cheaper by yeah, points. So, yeah, so I, I think if you're looking at uh, options from Villa, uh I think cash is probably about a little bit too expensive at the 5.0. Uh, I'd probably be looking at target instead. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much uh, mine. How about yourself, Bunker? Uh, yeah, I can't say I'm personally shopping for Villa assets just yet. I think I want to see a little bit more. But I do agree. I really like Watkins over Ings. I think he looks a lot better. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm going to wait and see a bit more on their assets. With Spurs... Again, I'm not really got much interest. 
I suppose Son is a little bit of an option. If people are downgrading Ronaldo, I mean, I've got half a mind to downgrade Ronaldo to Huang. And that gives me so much money to play with. Um, you could easily upgrade like a Gallagher or a Star to a Son. So it's something that's definitely an option, but I'm not willing to do that yet. Um, I'm not considering Kane at all. I think he's... I think it's a worse shot than Aubameyang, to be honest, even dearer <laughs> and probably even worse. So, yeah, and I, don't, I don't trust that. the Spurs defence. <laughs> I actually was looking at Emerson, but, um, yeah, no, nah, got a good shout there, mate. Um, on a side note, Plonker, does it uh, make you feel happy seeing um, Spurs struggle so much? Very, very happy. But <laughs> I'm always worried. I think I always give Spurs too much respect. I always assume they're going to start winning games again. So I don't like to give Spurs fans stick until the end of the season. But <laughs> because I think you can easily switch around again. We can fall apart and they could like pull it all together. So I'm not saying anything yet. Blanca, <laughs> speak for yourself. I'd rather see them get relegated if I'm going to be uh, frankly honest. Oh, yeah. I'll take that all day, mate. <laughs> no, I don't see it turning around, mate. Arsenal full speed ahead now, mate. <laughs> mate, trust me, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'll I'll be that attitude till I get rid of Saka and Tierney. So I'll be all on that train <laughs> till I get rid of them. <laughs> um, might get on to Liverpool, Man City. Um, this is probably the most entertaining two or draw I've ever seen. So usually when you look at a draw, you kind of think that it might have been a bit boring, but Probably should have been about six all. Um, looking at their assets, Cancelo looked like he was playing as like a left wing pretty much most of that game. I don't think he went back in defense at all, which is probably why they scored two goals. But um, I, if I was looking at Cancelo and Diaz, I'd probably be going Cancelo just because of that opportunity that he does do what Trent Alexander-Arnold does and just goes bang for 15 points. So... Definitely liked him, and I think Foden, he came back and just pretty much picked up where he left off last season and just looked absolutely amazing up front with KDB. So I've written both of them down as watches, and definitely I could see myself possibly maybe not going Lukaku, downgrading up front, and possibly going KDB in the midfield as a bit of a differential, but we'll see how we go. And then in regards to Liverpool, obviously Salah, I don't think anyone should not have him. I think he's just to set and forget for the rest of the year, I think, regardless of matchups. And I think Trent Alexander-Arnold should be back possibly next game week. But, yeah, hasn't been confirmed yet. But if you were wanting to trade him out, I'd probably just wait a, maybe a couple more days just to see if there's any more cemented news on that. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, that's sort of all I'm looking at. What about you, Damo? Um, yeah, so I'm looking at, uh, or obviously I've got Salah. I think Salah's the most consistent uh, person, uh, the con- most consistent returner in the uh, Premier League. And I think uh, he's he can be potentially a perma-captain for the rest of the season. He's, he's that good. Uh, I think people are making mistakes in terms of getting rid of PAA. I reckon he'll punish the Salah's. But um, have decided to sort of go that double up, or, uh, double up of either Chelsea or uh, Man City assets down back. I think once he returns, he'll um, be quite good. Uh, I uh, for Man City, obviously keeping my eye on KDB. He's 
I think he's going to be uh, a massive differential probably the whole season, given just how things are playing out in terms of the premiums. He is a very good option. He returned on the weekend. Uh, I think I want to see a couple more weeks of uh, him sort of starting and returning before I sort of look at him, but he's one I've definitely got my eyes on. If you need someone cheaper, I'm probably looking at a couple of Foden's on my watch list. Uh, other than that, ob- obviously, as we mentioned earlier with Rafinha, uh, potentially uh, Edison and Allison may miss uh, the next game week, so just keep your eye on that uh, as a just-in-case. Uh, my only question in terms of with Man City is how will rotation affect Grealish now that KDB and Foden are back? Like Grealish, Grealish has been the most consistent of the Man City midfielders. How's that? Will he start being rotated now or um, is he sort of a lock in that position? Yeah, that's a good question, actually, because it's going to depend on, I guess, what they do with Bernardo Silva and Jesus as well, whether they play Foden up front. And then that probably nails Grelish to the starting side. But, yeah, definitely a good question. What about you, Plonka? You got any interest? Like, obviously, you probably would in the defense, but anyone else? Yeah, so when I said about downgrading Ronaldo to Huang and having that money to upgrade, I'm I'm looking at De Bruyne. I really am. It's tough. It's so annoying because with City, we know the fix are amazing. We know points are going to come from their assets, but it's which ones? And with Pep Roulette, I honestly just don't feel comfortable with any of their attackers, barring De Bruyne. I know he's most expensive, um, but Burnley, Brighton, Palace next three, I think that could reap rewards there. And if people go and Foden or Grealish or a Torres or a Bernardo, you just never know when Pep Roulette's going to get them. Whereas De Bruyne, when he's fit, we know he's going to mainly play. So... I'm really, really considering De Bruyne myself. Um, I would sort of say Bernardo Silva is going a little bit more under the radar because he's been fantastic. He seems to play most of the time as well, and he's under seven mil. So Bernardo is a little cheeky shout there. And yeah, defence, you can't really argue against. The defence has been unbelievable. Um, I would agree. I would go Cancelo over Diaz. But I do think it's really tight because I do actually really like Diaz. Like, I do think there's going to be a few games where he scores from corners, so he could spike some 15-pointers there. But Cancelo, with obviously Mendy out and Pep not really playing Zinchenko that much, I think Cancelo's got much more chances to play than he did last season. So, yeah, I really like, I really like City. It's just about finding how many we want to get into our team. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, and with Liverpool, um, yeah, Salah, there's not much to say there. Probably the most informed player in the world right now. Um, I'm a Trent seller. I'm a little bit scared of Trent. But I think with the upcoming fixtures, if he does miss Watford, I think it's United. I mean, a few hard ones after that. So you could have your Chelsea and City guys keep up with Trent, I believe, in the next few weeks. So I think that makes us all feel a little bit better. And then for my boy Jota, I will never, ever, ever speak bad of him. He's going nowhere in my team. <laughs> I love Jota. <laughs> I like it, mate. So, stick, stick so that, nowhere, stick but, nowhere but the bench, yeah? <laughs> nowhere but the bench. 
Um, this is probably a good game to talk about um, the mullet strategy, mate. What, what are your thoughts on going big at the back and short up front, mate? Yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest, I'm not a fan of the mullet strategy. <laughs> um, I think it's one of those trends, which a mullet is, it comes in fashion for a couple of weeks and then um, you start looking a bit silly again. So um, <laughs> I, I, could be, I could be wrong. The mullet could finally be here to stay, but I'm not going to gamble on that yet. That mullet ain't coming out for me yet. <laughs> My, the best strategy, I think, is the Phil Foden just bowl cut. Same <laughs> length everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, last game is West Ham and Brentford. This is um, it was a bit disappointing seeing Antonio sort of uh, not do a great deal, but he didn't miss a couple of chances. But Ben Rama looked amazing; like he looked a million bucks. And I, I was sort of looking at my team, going, "Should I get him back in?" So I was a little bit caught in two places there. But I really think you could hold Antonio and Ben Rama for at least the next three fixtures anyway, if you do have them, because they should get a decent return then, but their fixtures do get a bit tougher after that. And also in regards to Brentford, I was looking at uh, Mbermo and Tony. I think at their prices, they should be a lock in your team probably after round nine to 16. I think they've got a pretty decent fixture run there, and I'd probably trust attacking assets from Brentford a bit more over defensive assets just because I think there's a lot more upside, but that might just be me. What about you, Damo? Yeah, I think um, other than a bit of heartbreak in this game, uh, <laughs> in terms of defensive <laughs> in terms of defensive um, players, I can't see any defensive players in terms of West Ham or Brentford. Um, both struggle to keep keep a clean sheet. So you're probably looking at that front half for both teams. Uh, for me, I think Antonio at 7.9 million, I think, for well, what he's at at the moment, he's probably the best 7.9 million striker in the game. So I think if you've got him, you keep him. He will tick over. He will return. I don't think you're going to get anyone better at that price. Uh, in terms of... Ben Rama, if you've got him, you hold him uh, until sort of someone else in that range sort of pops up. Uh, looking at Embuemo as well, he might be one that will come into my team fairly shortly. Uh, he looked good as he plays out of position. Uh, other than that, in terms of Brentford, looking at Tony, and if you need sort of like a cheaper version potentially Wissa, who uh, played well in the EFL Cup. He's now um, playing well in the uh, PL as well. So, But in terms of Brentford options, Mbwemo and Tony um, as sort of locks, uh, in terms of West Ham, Antonio and potentially Ben Rama, and that's it. What about you, Yeah, so in regards to West Ham, I started the season with Antonio and Ben Rama double up and obviously went spectacularly. But when I wildcarded, I thought, you know what, the fixtures are turning. I'll bin them both now. But I'm scared. I'm I'm scared to not have Antonio. I still think... I looked at the Europa League fixtures as well as their Premier League fixtures and thought they're going to regress. They're going to be worse, but... I can't see it happening at the moment. They still look very good. Antonio's not going um, 
for Jamaica for international, so he could be fully rested again. So yeah, I'm very, very scared of West Ham players. Um, but I can't bring myself to buy him again. If you know what I mean, I'm, I'm a fixtures <laughs> man. And I just, <laughs> I want to be looking elsewhere, especially with City fixture turn now. But in regards to Brentford, I'm I'm all in. I mean, I'm minus four Tony in this week. <laughs> um, my most likely transfer is probably going to be Sato and Bumo. Unless I want to do the double move from Ronaldo to a De Bruyne, I think I'm going to be going Sato and Bumo. So I'll be double attack there. And I think my favourite goalkeeper's got to be Raya at the minute. I know a lot of people on Ramsdale, but just purely because of my fear of Arsenal defence imploding, I think I'd go for Raya. <laughs> no, it's definitely a good <laughs> splitter there. <laughs> I actually had Raya from the start of the season. I had him and uh, Sanchez as sort of my... Uh, basement duo and um, it worked pretty well so definitely I think he does get a fair amount of saves as well so he does get those bonus points as well that's uh, except when you play the wrong goalkeeper yeah yeah uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always uh, hated that 4.5 strategy dub- double up uh, in four goalkeepers because you always get it wrong Oh, I only got it right 60% of the time, mate. So it works. Every <laughs> <time>. <laughs> um, in regards to Wissa, um, Damo, um, how excited were you when he put that ball in the back of the net? Yeah, not very. <laughs> <laughs> because you didn't. Um, not very at all. You did make a shout out on the pod to say that he's worth watching. Yeah. And just to put that uh, dagger in the coffin, mate, he, he scored the winning goal against your mob. Yeah, I, well, I, I did say I hope he does that, he, that I don't do it against my mob, and uh, <laughs> lo and behold, he did it against my mob. Um, I will say about West Ham, though, one thing that I've sort of noticed about my side, because obviously, you know, you sort of follow your sides uh, in, intently. Uh, we do look really tired after Europa, uh, Europa games. So that's the one thing that I can kind of say, like, we have a very small squad in terms of uh, teams in Europe and it shows and it's, and it is starting to show after the European games, you know, consistent players like sort of Suchek uh, and, you know, certain players sort of down back do look uh, tired after those games. So I just, in terms of if you're thinking of bringing in West Ham assets, just keep that sort of in the back of your head as well in terms of... Um, that Europe, uh, the European games are sort of taking a toll on our team. Yeah, at least Antonio's resting this week so he can get his 46 games yeah. out this year that they need him to start for. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I might get on to the differentials. Um, last uh, The last few weeks we've picked out uh, the Wang, Saka and Cucurella. So definitely a pretty decent um, three players that have returned over the last few weeks. But um, you also... How did you go this week, Damo? Uh, well, I had Target last week, who I uh, picked out, which, again, you know, he would have had uh, some points had he not have scored the own goal. But uh, in terms of this week, I think uh, Aspilicueta at, at 5.7 is probably a shout-out. He probably won't be differential for long. Uh, but uh, if Alonso's out again, I think um, uh, he's going to be a pretty good shout other than that, uh, obviously, in terms of uh, evident assets, you've got Townsend. He's a bit of he's a bit of the forgotten man in terms of the um, the grey decor duo, 
But uh, again, he's at 5.7%, scored a goal over the weekend, uh, does look pr- uh, pretty decent. Uh, other than that, as we've sort of mentioned before, uh, KDB, uh, who's I'm not sure what his percentage is sitting at at the moment, but uh, when I looked, he was only at about 1.7% owned. So there's a few to uh, for this week. How about yourself, Bonka? Well, for differentials, yeah, is there yeah, differentials, that, yeah. you think that not many people are sort of talking about that you think could go bang? Yeah, well, um, like I sort of mentioned, I think Bernardo Silva could be that sort of guy. Um, that's mainly driven just by how well he's playing. Like, he's not getting the FPL returns we want, but he's looking so, so good. Um, I think returns could be coming, especially with those fixtures. And like I said, I think he's so cheap, should be getting a lot of minutes. The only yeah. other guy who, I don't know, I keep I keep looking at is Adam Armstrong. The, <laughs> the fixtures for Southampton mm. are amazing. And although Saints attack isn't my favourite attack to go to, when the fixtures are that good, and, you know, he is their talisman, six mil for Adam Armstrong could be a little cheeky punt there. And Leeds up next, not a great defence, is it? So, <laughs> yeah, I sort of like Adam Armstrong. No, nah, it's a good shout because he does have the pedigree last year where he can bang in a few goals. So I think it's all just going to be a matter of when, not if. So I like that shout. What about you, Damon? What do you think, Armstrong? I know you've spoken to, about him a few no, times I... on the pod. Yeah, I like I like the Armstrong shout. The only thing with um the Armstrong shout is is Southampton going to get some goals? So yeah, are they going to be able to get the ball down to him? So that's my only sort of thing. Um, at six point four, uh, sorry six point oh, he's um a pretty decent shout. Uh, for for uh, that sort of third striker role. Uh, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Watkins is he six point four? Uh, he's seven, seven point three. Oh, seven point three. Okay, uh, so that's so, yeah. So in terms of the cheaper wise, um, yeah, he's he's a pretty good shell. But uh, in terms of the cheap, cheap, I'd probably be looking at Hawang over him, uh, given how Hawang's played the last couple. Yeah, mate, definitely hashtag fear the Hawang. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who knows, Livermento and Adam Armstrong could uh, form a dynamic duo and just go on an absolute tear. So that'd be actually good to watch. <laughs> um, players to watch, I'm sort of, I've got Watkins, Foden, and possibly even um, Ivan Tony. I sort of just want to see maybe another week of Tony just to, whether I'm going to get him in or not. I'm looking at him as uh, sort of downgrade target from Ronaldo so then I can, upgrade um, maybe Rafinha or someone in my midfield to KDB. So what about you, Dam? Are you looking at anyone this week, mate? Yeah, probably just Tony as my uh, St. Maximan uh, replacement, probably just after the Chelsea game, the one that I'm looking at. What about, about you, yourself, Do you have anyone? Yeah, so I mean, I went early on Tony. Um, I really like the look of Brentford attack. I think they're really clicking together. The only one which I, <laughs> I don't know if I even want to say this, because I made a theory at the start of Is the season that Werner was going to start banging, playing off Lukaku. And even though he still looked terrible, Werner, he did get a goal. So <laughs> maybe something changes finally. But yeah, that might be a bit um, a bit speculative of me there. Well, I actually think um, that benefits both of them playing up front. 
um, with two strikers. I think it actually does help both of their games. Yeah, I agree. If you look back at um, the Red Bull days, Werner was playing in a 3-5-2 off of Yusuf Poulsen, who was like a target man. And that's when Werner was at his best. When, he, when you see it for Germany or for Chelsea by himself, he looks terrible. So there could be something there. The Lukaku-Werner partnership, hopefully, for Werner's sake, can finally start clicking. But yeah, I don't know. He's finishing still terrible. Do you think someone's hexed Werner? Because I think I was reading somewhere that's 12 goals that's been disallowed that he's scored in his Chelsea career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon. And maybe some um, some voodoo or black magic from like Adebayor or someone's put something on Werner, maybe. <laughs> uh, actually, it could be a decent shout if you were not wanting to get Lukaku and probably downgrade up front. But who knows? Werner could be out on the bench in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Um. We'll go into our next segment, uh, Shit the Bed. Um, I put the mullet strategy and Antonio in the shit the bed. I just think that the people that went out and spent all that money in defense just got some big fat duck eggs over the weekend as well as Antonio blinking. So I think I'm not a massive fan of the the premiums at the back. Maybe go the two to three premiums and then the two cheaper options. I think gives you a bit more wiggle room when you're wanting to upgrade the rest of your squad. What about you, Dama? Who shat the bed for you, mate? Uh, for me, it's the um, the EO, the predictable captains. You had Ronaldo captain, 40, uh, 42% captained him, Lukaku 38, Antonio 11. And the ones that returned were Salah at 4%, Jimenez at 1% and Bahati at 1%. So <laughs> I think um, sometimes the data... Uh, you sort of have to – you really have to play this game the way you want to play it. Like a lot of people are not – you know, I talked to a lot of people on Twitter and some of them just captain the uh, person who is the most captained every week just because – just that fear of them banging rather than um, the player that they probably want to captain. So, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone plays FPL differently. So I would say – Captain, who you want? Like, end of the day, it's a game. We, you know, we have a bit of fun. We enjoy it, but, um, but yeah, don't sort of get hung up on um, the the FOMO or the 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 EO <laughs> uh, in in terms of captaincy and just captain who you want uh, yourself, uh, Plonka. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of them um, statements, but for me, I think my freemium strategy. Has completely shut the bed. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I've, I've spent almost a quarter of my budget on Ronaldo and Lukaku, and in three weeks, I've got one single goal from the both of them. So I'm fully in the mud at the minute. But what would you guys do? What would you do with Ronaldo? Like, I, I'm, the double move to De Bruyne is tempting me, especially when I can go down to like, mm. a Wang. But it's also Ronaldo. <laughs> it's a tough I, this I'm. Yeah, I'm probably going to move Ronaldo on to Lukaku. I know Lukaku hasn't delivered per se um, as well, but um, the fixtures are too tempting in terms of um, going Ronaldo to Lukaku at least for the next three or four. Yeah, no, I see. It's a weird spot because I really think Ronaldo lives for the big stage and, I mean, their next fixture run is pretty much just games against good opponents, so... It wouldn't surprise if he did bang in a few goals, but I really 
don't mind the shout of going down to the Lukaku or even doing the KDB strategy. I think that could actually pay off better than the Lukaku shout. But who knows, fantasy football, mate, they might all just get duck eggs for the next three weeks. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might get on to the questions. Um, we might just start for a few questions from us for you, um, Plonker, if that's all right, mate. Yeah, sure. Uh, first question we got, um, do you face the shower or do you turn away? <laughs> I face the shower. That is the only way to shower, surely. Although, I won't be thinking about it because I thought I was 100% facing. And then when you step back to like lather up with the shower gel, I thought I stepped back. But I might do turn a bit, actually, to keep some shower on me. <laughs> so maybe I'm 90% facing, 10% turning away but yeah i've just realized today that people do different things i didn't know that was even a possibility that you just turn away from the shower like why would you do that but <laughs> what about you guys <laughs> yeah i'm sort of as i said in my comment to you um if i'm hung over i'll face the shower just because i need a bit of life in me so i can face <laughs> the rest of the day but um <laughs> usually i face the other way usually just i don't know just natural thing i think what about you damo <laughs> Weirdest question ever, dude. Um, yeah, I probably, I probably face faces. Yeah, I would have been honest with you. I don't, I don't think I've ever turned away. <laughs> you can do a lot of contemplating uh, life when the water's right on your face. Yeah. I think might be just yeah, the vibe. Exactly sure right. The water drops, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we might ask more serious note here. Um, whereabouts are you from in the UK, Aaron? So I'm from Essex, which is like um, just to the east of London. It's a county just to the east of London. So, yeah, it's quite. we have quite a weird stereotype, actually. Back in like the 90s, um, there was a thing called the Essex Boys, which was known as like gangland murders. They got like shot in a Range Rover. So I think we were stereotyped for that. But since then, there's been a reality show has come out called The Only Way is Essex. So now it's just really poncy, <laughs> well-groomed men and women who are rich, living a living stupid lifestyle. So now I think we've got that stereotype on us. So it's been, <laughs> it's been a big switch. So it's nothing like it's nothing like Geordie Shaw then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's a bit like Geordie Shaw. Yeah, it's a bit like Geordie Shaw. Yeah. I'm pretty sure um, my wife question, watches that question, show. <laughs> question for you then, Plonka. How come you're not a West Ham supporter? I know, given, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the people that come from Essex are West Ham supporters. Yeah, the majority, literally 70% of my mates are all West Ham supporters. So <laughs> I actually can't stand West Ham, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Arsenal's not too much further on. It's North London, so yeah. it's not too bad to get to. Yeah, no, it's not nah, too fair bad. Enough. I don't mind Arsenal fans, actually, to be fair. It's more just the Liverpool side yeah, of things. I, I can't deal with their supporter base, but that's just me. <laughs> um, how did you get into FBL? Was it just out of boredom and that you liked football? or? So, I mean, I've been playing on my history. I think I started playing like 2007, 2008. That was when I was in secondary school. So I must have been like 15 years old. Obviously, back then... You know, I wasn't a hardcore player. I was a complete noob. So my my um, overall rank wasn't great back then. But yeah, I've been, I think just the, the obsession with football, when you find a game where you can sort of, it sort of feels like you 
do manage a team, like you're sort of like controlling your own players. I've always loved that aspect of things, like creating teams, creating characters in video games. I always love that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I've been playing FPL ever since I can remember, really. It's only been since I started podcasting where I took it extra seriously and you get involved on Twitter and start following Ben Dinnery, injury updates and training photos. So, yeah, yeah. it's took a... It's gone up a notch for for me over over the years, but I think we're all in that boat now where you just can't go back. <laughs> exactly. There's no way back now, mate. You just gotta ride it out. <laughs> um in regards to your podcasting, um, I think we're talking, you said that it's only been the last year that your partner has jumped on the pod with you. I think it's actually been pretty hilarious. Just if the dynamic between you two. Um do you f- could you see this as a long term thing for you guys potting together, or is it sort of only just for the next year or so? You know what? I really, I really don't know. I I done one year solo when I done the pods, and then realised I was like every podcast that I listened to when I did listen to them a lot were with more than one person. Like I didn't, don't really think solo podcasts are that good. So I got the misses on board. This is our third season now um, with her. I think after the second season, I did really come close to like packing it in because I was, I don't know, sometimes I find it really hard. Like On a Sunday, I'm hungover from a Saturday and then I've got to record and edit. Um, it takes like three or four hours of your Sunday evening before work, so I was really struggling with it. But it's got a lot better since then. I think it's just going to be one of those things where I wing it. Just keep going so we really can't be bothered. I mean, she's had enough already. She hates doing it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm still forcing her at the minute. But, yeah, I've got no plans to stop. I think it's just when I lose heart in it, really. But, um, yeah. yeah, what about you guys? You, you you guys got any plans? or? Um, We sort of – we're up to our sixth, seventh podcast now, so it's going strong at the moment. Um, I think it's just good just to talk a bit of shit for about an hour pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I sort of um, got into it because um, Q sort of jumped, got me on board. Like, this is probably my first season that I've um, really, in terms of Twitter, like I've I've sort of had uh, an FPL Twitter account for a little while, but never really used it a hell of a lot. Um, I mainly started a, a diff, uh, like a separate Twitter account because my mates w- were giving me shit about always posting about West Ham. So I'm like, ah, oh, stuff it. I'll just make a FPL West Ham uh, <laughs> Twitter and I can just uh, post as much as I want about West Ham. So um, that's sort of the reason I started it. And then obviously this season, the the Aussie community sort of just kicked off like a, a sort of like a bit of an organic thing uh, in terms of on Twitter. A group of us just sort of got together um, over, you know, on a sort of Twitter group and just started talking FPL and it sort of grew from that point. Um, and then, you know, obviously getting to know uh, Q and one thing led to another and got me onto uh, a podcast and my first one was horrible <laughs> <laughs> just because I'd never done anything like it before. Uh, but um, he invited me back the next week. He's like, oh, you know, have another go at it and see how we go. And I have uh, haven't left since. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's not a bad pod um, until you start called Joda Joda, like I did on our first pod. So. <laughs> <laughs> Been a couple of those moments, but, uh, uh, you know, we're Aussies, we can get away with it. Yeah, it's the slang, mate. It's the slang. We don't quite sound like everyone else. 
Last question for you, Aaron, is uh, why is Big at the back a pile of shit? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think I've just, well, I generally think I've got a longer memory than a lot of FPL managers because when someone does shit and then someone does really good one week, they suddenly think they're amazing picks. And I think people just forget that the big at the back comes and goes all the time. So I don't know, maybe I've just got longer memories than other people, but I just can't see it sticking that long. You know, you go double Chelsea, double City defence, it only takes a couple of weeks where they both concede and everyone will be selling them en masse. So, yeah. I I sort of I'm on the same boat as you as well, Aaron. I sort of I'm not a big fan of investing a lot of money in the back. I sort of I think Trent Alexander Arnold is kind of like your seller of the back line where you pretty much just put him in and don't really take him out for the rest of the year. But I don't think you can really get a value for money if you're spending it all in the back line. So I I think that you're onto something there. What about you, Damo? What what are your thoughts on that, mate? Um. Honestly, yeah, I've sort of leaned uh, towards bits of bigger, bigger the back lately. So I'm probably just going to uh, sort of ride it for a few more weeks. I've sort of got a back four of Cancelo, uh, Rudiger, Alonso, TAA. So, uh, and the only one I'll probably end up uh, dropping if he's uh, not starting again is probably Alonso. But um, I think between Cancelo and Rudiger, I think they should be pretty decent in the next, uh, you know, three or four. And then TAA always bobs up with a um, with a goal or an assist. So I actually don't mind the big at the back because, uh, like, you know, looking at my team, I've still got Salah, I've still got um, Lukaku in. So, yeah, so I think I was going to ride it out for a bit and just uh, see how we how we go with it. Well, with your nickname, I reckon I could see you rocking the mullet, mate, the mullet strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've got a couple of questions that got sent through um, just before. If um, you didn't mind answering them, Aaron, I'm sure with all your wisdom, you should be able to come up for a decent reply for them. (laughs) Oh, God, I hope so. Bit of pressure, huh? (laughs) I I forgot to mention to them that you were hungover, so we'll see how we go. (laughs) Um, They're... They're looking at getting uh, Mbemo in. Um, would you be getting him in at that price or would you be looking at um, Smith Rowe instead? Oh, 100% Mbemo, 100%. Like I said, I've, uh, Smith Rowe is one of our better players. He's probably been our best attacker this season, arguably. But the FPL returns are just, are just not there. They're just not there enough. He's, he might trickle along with assists. He might get the odd few goals, but... Do I see him getting 10 goals this season? I don't really. Do I see Mbumo getting 10 goals this season? Absolutely. OOP, Brentford look class. Um, yeah, I'm a hard, 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 hard no on Smith Rowe and a hard, hard yes on Mbumo. So <laughs> that's an easy one for me personally. Yeah, no, nah, I think I'll echo the same as I think. I don't know, would Smith Rowe sit a bit deeper um, in games if if I guess the the fixture isn't going the way they think? Well, normally, I mean, Arteta only once has played 4-3-3, which I'll be interested if he does it again. But normally it's 4-2-3-1. So it looks like at the moment Smith-Rowe's going to play on the left, which is kind of good for him. Odegaard's in the centre and then Saka on the right with Aubameyang through the middle. Yep. Obviously, there's always rotation with 
rotational threat with Pepe or a Martinelli or whoever, or even Lacazette, even though he hasn't been playing at all at the moment. Never, never heard of her. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we that four three three game we played where it was um, Smith Rowe and Odegaard in the eights. I think I'd kind of like that. It gets room for another attacker. But that might have just been a tactical decision because Burnley play the long balls all the time. There probably wasn't yep. need for a Xhaka and a party on the pitch because they're just lobbing it over them anyway. So, yep. yeah, I suspect he's going to stick with a four-two-three-one. Smith Rowe on the left is probably as good as it's going to get and I still don't rate him as an asset. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, straight from the Arsenal pundit there. What about you, Damo? Um, do you have any thoughts on that, mate? Yeah. In Buemo uh, over... Um... Smith Rowe any, any day of the week. Yeah, no, I think it's a unanimous. I, I sort of, I'm with you fellas. Um, other one is with Chelsea assets, um, seeing Chilwell start over Alonso, would you be playing the, I guess, the risk you're picking, picking maybe Chilwell over, say, a Rudiger or Aspi? So, I mean, I wouldn't listen to me because I've been, I feel like I've spent the last two or three weeks where all I've been doing is trying to find the right Chelsea defenders and honestly just keep scratching my head. Um, I personally wouldn't go there. I don't think Chilwell or Alonso's kind of worth it now, unless you're willing to play Tuchel Roulette. And if you've got a strong bench, like a Livermento coming off the bench, you know, you're not expecting Alonso or Chilwell to come on. It's probably not the worst thing. And to be honest, if you get it right, whoever does start, you're looking at big, big points. So yeah. there is argument for it, but I'm just not willing to play the roulette at the minute. I think going Reese James has really, really like hurt me. That's a big blow. I'm like I'm down. <laughs> I'm down on my laws at the minute. I, I just want to play it safe at the minute. I think I listened to your pod when you had Reese James in, and I think it was the exact next week he didn't play, and I was like, oh, I just wonder how you felt after that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it hurt because that was my last. That was a last minute decision as well. I went James over Rudiger on my wild card, and Rudiger bloody scored, didn't he? So <laughs> I'm I mean, still I'm recovering that, from that. I'm in that boat. I had two free transfers, and my last transfer was um, Alonso in. So I um, enjoyed oh, absolute zero minutes from Alonso. So it was, it's been a good ride. <laughs> he went. He I got rid of him this week for Cancelo. So it was a good week in my team. He definitely uh, earned his paycheck. Um, what about you, Damo? Uh, yeah, no, I'm probably going to be avoiding uh, Chilwell for now until uh, we see sort of what um, what's going on at Chelsea with that position. Uh, I would go Rudiger uh, in terms of that Chelsea defence. I'd And as you sort of seen with my team, the Cancelo-Rudiger sort of uh, mix is probably the way to go in terms of that because they get the best of both worlds in terms of um, spreading out uh, the potential for um, uh, clean sheets as well. So, yeah, so that's my sort of take on that. What about this, chaps, just quickly? Because I, I did tweet this. I don't think I'd have the balls to ever do it. But what about going Alonso and Chilwell with Livermento on the bench so you always get one? Do you think that could be ever be feasible? <laughs> or is that just too stupid? Well, it's... It's different, and is there any chance they both could start or one come off the bench and they both get a return? From memory, I don't think think one ever subs on for the other. I think whoever plays gets 90, 
So you, you're pretty much going to be benching a six mil defender every week for Livermento. But with all the cheap players there are, like if I'd done Ronaldo down to Hwang, I could, I've got so much money to play with. It's a joke. Do you know what I mean? It could be something <laughs> which, again, I probably wouldn't realistically ever do it. But I think there is mm. some mad, madman theory to that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think you're leaving too much money on the bench. Yeah. It's a rich person uh, uh, problem. Uh, I that think. One. <laughs> yeah, I think you're just leaving too much money on the bench. It's it's a left field suggestion. I don't hate it, but I think you're just leaving too much money on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably right, guys. Probably right. <laughs> I, I think Rudy is more the nice, calm, safe walk along the beach in an afternoon, and I think Alonso <laughs> when you're in your chill well and you're as Pia more like fireworks and um, getting on the drink. So. <laughs> um. Right, we might uh, get into what our plans are for this week. I sort of, as I just said earlier, I went uh, Alonso to Cancelo after his massive zero points last week. So that's all I can afford to do this week as I only had one transfer. What about you, Damo? Uh, I will be bringing in Rudiger. Uh, I brought in Rudiger, sorry. I should have done that in the first place over Alonso. It's a silly move to bring in Alonso, but um, I sort of, Saw that Southampton game and I thought, oh, you know, the potential for attacking returns were there. Uh, so I should have listened to Tian on that. <laughs> but, nah, don't um, say that, mate. Oh, yes. Keep life on the edge, mate. Keep <laughs> life on the edge. <laughs> so I will be oh, – I brought in Rudiger and then it's a matter of um, what I'm going to do for my second move. So we'll see how we go. But, yeah, so at, at, at this stage it's uh, Rudiger in and uh, having a decent um, back, uh, back line. What about you, Aaron? Yeah, so I'm really not sure, you know. I've not actually been thinking too much on it. I'm kind of enjoying this in- that international break. But <laughs> I've got two players that I really, really want to sell, and that's Reese James and Ishmael Assar. I don't know whether to sell just one or both for a minus four. I mean, I've got Saar second on my bench at the moment this week. So I've yep. got some problems there. If Reese James is declared fit, I could be tempted to maybe hold him and hope he plays. And then I could possibly do Ronaldo down to Hwang and Saar up to De Bruyne. But I think the safe option is to maybe just do James to Cancelo and then, um, yeah, reevaluate next week. Do you have Livermento on as your bench fullback? Well, I've got Livermento. I'm playing him this week, yeah. I've got, I've got such tough decisions this week. So I've got double Wolves defence, Villa away. I've got Tony versus Chelsea, Gallagher versus Arsenal, Saar versus Liverpool. So I've got a bit of a bit of thinking to do this week. I'm sure you're going to have plenty of time, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> plenty of time to get you it completely You can think in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, I don't know how you... I'll be facing the shower. I don't know how you'd be able to think of all those water droplets coming at your face, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, that about wraps up our pod for this week. I'd like to thank you, Aaron, for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, cheers for having me, guys. Really enjoyed it. Shout out to you guys for getting up at weird times of a day. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you guys do it, to be honest. But I do want to ask you one, one thing quickly, because um, I did think about it earlier. Um, what did you make of like the deadline um, going to 90 minutes before? Because that was meant to be in favour of, like, you guys in different time zones, right? Because we were getting leaked team sheets. Like, was you guys happy with mm-hmm. that? Or 
Uh, doesn't um, really bother me too much, I don't think. Like, I, I remember the first two years I played fantasy, I didn't even realise there was a lockout until I went to change my team. <laughs> Fair. Uh, in all honesty, I think it has made the game that little bit fairer in terms of leaks, but, like, I stay up at all all sort of hours. So, I, you know, I would have, uh, say, FPL Rockstar on um, – you know, buzzer mode. So then as soon as I sort of, uh, as soon as he tweeted out some leaks, I'd get onto that. But, um, yeah, like for me, I think it's sort of benefited the game um, in terms of those leaks. But um, in saying that, I was probably taking advantage of the leaks. So you're probably the wrong person to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Old WikiLeaks over here, mate. Um, (laughs) Right. If um for all our content, head over to FPL underscore amateur underscore Oz on our Twitter, and for Damo's stuff, head over to FPL West Ham, and for all of Aaron's stuff at the Plonker, head over to his page, the FPL Plonker, and also check out his podcast. It's quite a different um type of podcast just because of the banter between him and his co-host on there. Um, also at our Facebook page, head over to EPL Fantasy Images of Oz as well. And our podcast should be at Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. And remember, if you are listening to us on iTunes, rate us five stars, even if you don't like us, just to boost us up. And Aaron, are you, <laughs> and Aaron, are you on um, uh, iTunes as well and Spotify? Yeah, we're on iTunes and Spotify, um, FPL Plonker Podcast. I don't know if I am on other podcasting like sites i think i clicked on something to put me on there but honestly don't know i'm on soundcloud spotify and itunes so i think they're the main ones people use so yeah i'm definitely on there definitely yeah so go over and check it out it'll give you a good laugh and thanks again for joining us this week good luck next week yeah cheers guys good luck for next week